Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayon Still Color Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Horace Williams. Welcome, Horace. Hello, Shelly. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited. You may not know this, but you're the first male to be interviewed, so I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because I want to have both men and women, but I'm so excited that you're sharing your story. And just before we get in, I'm going to just introduce you just a little bit. On July 1st, 2010, Horace suffered a massive stroke in his office after eating his lunch. His entire left side was paralyzed, and during the quiet moments of lying in the hospital, God revealed to him that his Christianity was lacking. Now, almost six and a half years later, it is Horace's heart's desire to live for Christ so that Christ is glorified. Horace will share his story on today's podcast. So as we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the broken crayons look like in this season of your life? You know, Shelly, I think before I even realized it, I was broken and maybe I was ignoring it. Mm -hmm. I think other people saw it, my brokenness. Yeah. Um, In the moments leading up to the stroke, in fact, the days and possibly the years and months leading up to the stroke, I think I was broken emotionally. Um, as far as hurting, um, I, I turned to food a lot for comfort and um, had gotten um, my had healthy had health issues and I kind of ignored them. And um, when I was um, sitting in the office, uh, I had bought uh, sandwiches for my team and I, I thought they had eaten them all and I was giving them a hard time and said, where's my sandwich? And no oh, <laughs> <and>, man. <laughs> I went in there. They said, no, we saved you some. We saved you some. So I went in there and I finished my uh, hoagie and um, was talking to one of my um, members of my team. And I went to get a piece of gum and I dropped the gum bottle and I picked it up again and I dropped it again. And and my friend said, "Uh, what's wrong, clumsy? And I said, you know, I feel a little funny. Why don't you take me home? He said, no, "No, you, you you don't you don't look right. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I think by that time, the left side of my mouth had begun to droop oh, a little. Oh, yeah. And so um, another friend that I had, had been in the meeting with, a co-worker, she had come around there to check on me because she had said I sounded funny on the phone. And she took one look at me, called 911, and next thing I know, the paramedics were there. And, wow. Uh, I was being wheeled out on the, on, the, on the gurney, I guess it is, and... Um, it was so fast. I, I, I kind of just have flashes of it. I remember, you know, being in the back of the ambulance and then being rushed into emergency and my favorite green shirt being torn, ripped off. Oh, man. <laughs> and um, they were trying to stick me into the um, um, CAT scan, I guess, to take a look at my uh, my brain. And I couldn't really speak at that point. I was trying to tell them I was claustrophobic. So I was like, I have claustrophobia. I was doing everything in my power oh, to, keep, no. to keep from going in to keep from going in the in the uh, CT uh, CT. 
get the CT scan, and I think they must have given me a shot or something because the next thing I woke up a couple days later in the hospital bed, and um, my right leg was fastened to the bed to prevent any blood clotting, blood blood clots. Wow. And, um, I couldn't move my left side, so I couldn't sit up. And so here I am in a room that I don't recognize. I can't sit up, and I just start screaming, hello, hello, hello. I mean, it, it was serious. I thought I was in a dream. Wow. Would you say that was your lowest point, or what would you say was your lowest point during this this season? I think this point I was in shock. I think my lowest point was when the doctor came in. Like The nurse popped her head in the door and said that, um, oh, you're awake. Let me oh, get the wow. Yeah, let me get the doctor. And so the doctor came in there and he told me I had had a stroke. Mm. And I looked at him like he was mistaken. I'm like, okay, I'm only 43 years old. What are you talking about? I had a stroke. Wow. And, yeah, that's the age of my husband right now. I would be pretty oh, shocked. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be pretty shocked, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I had seen it because both of my um, grandmothers had suffered strokes. But oh, in my wow. mind, I was like, that's like something that happens to as you get older. And um, and so he said, yeah, you had a, a, a blood vessel burst in the right side of your brain. And and so your left side is, is um, weakened or he used the word paralyzed. The therapists don't like to use that word. Right. They want to say weakened. They want you to stay positive on that front. But my mom came in there and she asked the doctor, um, is my son going to be OK? And the doctor looked at my mom and said, your son will never be the same. Wow. And I could see, I could almost see the boop in my mom's face. And um, I, um, the doctor left the room. And I looked at my mom and I said, you know, um, well, the doctor doesn't know everything. And my mom quoted uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yeah. Uh, me and that that verse has special meaning for I know the plans that I have for you and at the time I didn't quite understand it because I was still kind of grasping at what the doctor had just said and what was what had happened to me yeah but um, you know I was in the hospital for quite a few nights and it was very lonely and dark and because there was injury to my brain. I didn't. I didn't sleep well. I had to sleep. Sleep. But now I suffer from sleep disorders, and so I would have nightmares. And I would say that would be my lowest, lowest wow. point. Um, and it's funny. I tried to uh, recite Psalm twenty three, but I couldn't quite remember all the verses. You know, I could remember yeah. the. Lord, I could remember the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, and I could remember the valley of shadow of death, and. I told myself when I was lying in the hospital bed that when I when I do get out of here, I'm going to memorize this entire passage. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're, you're in the hospital. You're 43 years old. You're, yes, you're half your body is paralyzed. You're having nightmares. You can't sleep. What was the turning point, would you say, for you? Did it happen in the hospital or was it after? I think the turning point was actually in the hospital um, because... Well, I was uh, not take that back. It was probably after because it was it was it was a while in the hospital, then rehab. 
Um, but I got I actually got kicked out of the hospital because my insurance had run out. Oh no! I'll never forget the uh, the nurse uh, came there one day and she said, um, "Your insurance has run out, so the ambulance will be here at seven o'clock to take you wherever you need to go." Oh! And I'm like, uh, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so and so um, we scrambled and found a rehab facility to for me to go into and. Um, it wasn't too far from my parents' house, and I, I was there for about 20 days. Wow. And um, actually was uh, physically abused there. Um, I had been, um, you know, um, mistreated by some of the um, caregivers from time to time. Oh, boy. And so um, when my insurance ran out, I ended up with my parents' house, and um, they played a Christian radio on all 24-7 in the house all the time. And I would say that was the moment that I began to realize that I was broken, but that God still had a plan for me. Wow. Because I began to realize that being a Christian was more than just um, staying out of hell, but that God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And um, that he loved me in spite of, you know, my selfishness and, and the things that I had done wrong. But he wanted me to live for him. And I remember laying in my, um, my parents had brought a hospital bed. I got a rent of the hospital bed. And I was laying there and I was listening to this pastor in Dallas, Texas. And I said, you know, when I get well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go visit the church. Oh, name. And um, re recommit my life to Christ. And um, September 9th of 2012, I was able to, uh, my caregiver took me to the church. I sat on the front row. And when the uh, pastor gave the invitation, hmm. I went forward and told him I heard him on the radio and what had happened to me. And I wanted to rededicate my life to Christ. And Amen. That was a day that I'll never forget that broken crayons still can color. And so. Oh, yeah. You know, I, and it, it shows the power of radio or now even podcasts like what we're doing right here. You, you yes. never know who's going to be listening to this and how they're going to be impacted but how God's word never returns void. And you were hearing his word. You were surrounded. I'm sure people were praying for you. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Most definitely. <laughs> so many people praying for me. Um, there was a lot of friends that, that couldn't get in to see me because I was in no condition to be seen when right. I was in ICU. And so they were kind of panicking and, and freaking out and wondering, you know, is he alive? What's 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 what's, yeah. what's what's going on with him? And um, but yeah, um, it, it's it's um, really been a blessing because it was I guess a couple years later after, as I was going through my rehab and I still continue to do that when I can. My sister sent me an email. She said that uh, I know you you have always loved writing. Have you ever thought about starting a blog? And I really hadn't and um but i started looking at it and i began to realize like you were just saying that blogging is more than just um you know jotting down like oh, i got up today and had a coffee <laughs> and went to walk the dog and you know yeah, cleaned, out yeah. the, cleaned out the garage that i was reading that it was seemed to be really impacting people's lives you know you were offering help and encouragement and things of that nature and so i continue to pray about that and um just really want to share with other people that uh, God does love us mm. and he does have the power to uh, change our lives and transform, transform our lives 
to help other people. Yeah. That's what I hope to do going forward. If you, you could give one piece of advice or encouragement to others after all that you've been through, what would it be? I would say keep your eyes on Jesus. Um, it's real easy to take your eyes off of him and focus on the circumstances around uh, you. Yeah. And, um, you know, regardless of, you know, you may not be suffering a stroke, may not be something that serious, but it's easy to get focused on the financial situation, um, family situations, job situations, um, struggles, things we may be dealing with. But when we keep our eyes on him, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I, one thing I have learned is God has a purpose and plan for each and every one of us. And he's never surprised by anything that happens in our lives. And right. so I try to remind myself, keep myself reminded of that by staying in his word and praying and talking with him. Not a lot of times people get intimidated by prayer, but really it's just talking with God. You know, he wants to hear from us. He wants to comfort us, encourage us. And use us for his glory yeah and you can walk now is that correct yes i can walk i do use a walker um because my left side is still pretty weak and um the joints don't want to cooperate all the time so um it's it's a situation where uh, sometimes i use a cane with the, and i end up hurting myself but it's um i try to be safe than sorry so i, I stick with the walker when i can yeah for but, sure um, come on come on come a long way i'm able to um you know, cook for myself and, you know, do do things around the house. And the thing I'm most excited is that I thank God every day that I can read his word. Amen. And you've that written I, a book, right? I have written a book. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, last uh, March of, of, I guess it was the spring of 2015, or 16, actually, God had put it on my heart to write a book on the power of prayer. Um, I've seen, of course, work in my life as people were praying for me. And I was praying for people that I know and, and love. And there's something, uh, such a blessing to see God's power revealed in your life and the lives of people that you know or that you care for. And, um, you know, it's just uh, one of my favorite uh, passages, I believe, is in James when it talks about, you know, we are just like Elijah. You know, we have the same, we're, we're praying to the same God that Brent uh, sent down fire from heaven. Yes, yes. And so if if someone's been inspired by your story, wants to connect with you or find out more about your book, where can they find you online? Well, I have a website. It's called pleasingtothepotter.com. Okay. And I, I uh, try to post uh, a couple times a month, um, whatever God puts on my heart. And I uh, also do a lot of um, guest articles on different websites name of my book is called Unleash the Power of Prayer in Your Life. And there's also uh, links on there uh, on my website to get a copy of that book. Or you can download it on Kindle and it is available in paperback as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And it just is another example of how God can turn our messes or what we see as a mess into a masterpiece. He's now using you as his mouthpiece in writing and books in many different ways. And so thank you again for being here and sharing your story, Horace. Well, thank you for having me, Shelley. God bless. And thank all of you for joining us and listening in today. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to have you on the podcast. You can apply to be featured at shellyhits.com forward slash story. 
And thank you for joining us and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.